0: Hi, folks, and welcome to a very special episode of the All Y'all Podcast. Um, We have um, unfortunately got a, a, a duty today to recognize and remember our incredible friend, Jim Hayes jim was an artist he was an engineer he worked with tons of filmmakers and creators like david lynch he helped uh, make movies like austin powers uh, the fantastic flying books of mr morris lessmore which won an academy award for Shreveport's own moonbot studios at the time Uh, he worked on armageddon he worked on mulholland drive he was so much more though than the things that he built he lit up every room that he walked into uh, he and his incredible family were members of our community for a while and and they moved along, but we recently lost Jim. We wanted to celebrate Jim and remember him and share him with our listeners by sharing a story that he told us when he visited us uh, in the All Y'all studio not too long ago.
1: So Jim had an incredible career um, also designing and crafting custom cars and that included chopping and that's where the story comes from.
0: Before we jump in, uh, we want to point out that all y'all are still proud to be sponsored by Maryland's Place Restaurant. Um, uh, thank you, Boz, Balcom, and the entire team. Althea, Elise, everyone. We're also sponsored by Maxcentric. Thank you, Thomas, and your entire incredible team there. And Rhino Coffee, who are keeping us caffeinated um, through these incredibly wild times.
1: So before Jim shared this wild story you're going to hear, I had an important question um, of him about cars. So for our podcast listeners and myself included, what does it mean to chop a car?
2: Okay, so there's a number of things that you do to cut up the body and change the shape of it to make it more streamlined or whatever. Chopping a car is cutting the roof off. And taking sections out of the side so that it's lower to the car.
1: Okay. Okay. So
2: the side windows, instead of being nine inches, would be like six inches.
0: Little.
2: So, yeah. And uh, channeling a car is cutting the floor out and raising it up into the car so that the body will be closer to the ground. Okay. And still have normal suspension. Okay. That's channeling. Sectioning is where you take a section out of the whole side of the body, like a four inch section, and then put it back together so the body is squeezed and really torpedo looking. So, and and you can do a section not even, not not four inches all the way back. You can start at four at the front and go to two at the back so that it's big at the front and gets narrower at the back. Same thing with a chop top. When you do those, you chop them, you cut more out of the front posts than you do out of the back.
1: Man, thank God you're an engineer.
2: It's fun. It's really, <laughs> really fun.
1: Well, I'm really excited. Um, I think my sister had a big crush on Johnny Depp when we were growing up. So
2: Well, it's sort of a long story and it's a super funny story. Anyway, um, Johnny Depp bought a chop top 51 Mercury from Charlie Sexton in Austin, Texas. And it needed some rework on the roof and some other tons of stuff, just little stuff. First of all, it was a totally 50s custom chop top burgundy Mercury with blue dots and uh, and tail lights. And it was what they would call in the 40s and 50s a lead sled because instead of using Bondo, to rework the body shape they used lead wow in fact factories uh, car factories used lead and even up until the mid 50s to seal the seams instead of bondo so i built a car i built a car for brian setzer and then i built a car for bill elson and painted it and did flames and all this uh, so he was looking, Johnny Depp was looking for somebody to work on this Merc in Los Angeles. And, uh, Bill called me and said, Hey, will you work on Johnny Depp's Merc? And I'm like, yeah, duh. Yeah. Heck yeah. So, uh, I go to Johnny's house to pick up the Mercury and, uh, we're talking and he's showing me the car and, you know, here's how he started you know, whatever. And, He says, one thing, Jim, whatever you do, and he opens the car door, and he shows me the rear view mirror inside the car, and there's a lip kiss on the mirror, and he says, whatever you do, please, don't let anything happen to that lip kiss, that's Winona's, meaning Winona Ryder, kissed that mirror for me when I bought the car, and they were still together. So it was like a big, big deal. I'm like, okay, man, I'll make sure nothing happens to that lip kiss. So I had the car for maybe two or three months, everybody that came near it. I'm like, don't touch the mirror. Don't touch the mirror. What I really should have done is probably taken the mirror out of the car, put it in a box and locked it in a safe, but I didn't. So the car's all done. I've done work on the Exterior body parts and roof and whatever. And uh, I take it to a friend of mine to recharge the air conditioning that we had put into it. And I dropped it off at his house. And I said, listen, Mark, uh, whatever you do, don't let anybody touch that kiss on that mirror. And Mark happened to live right across the street from me. So it was easy for me to monitor who was coming and going on the car. And I trusted him. He would worked on stuff for me forever. So a week or so later, I come over, uh, uh cause I'm going to deliver the car back to Johnny uh, the next day, and I come over to get it. And Mark's got this horrible look on his face. And he says, uh, uh Jim, I'm really sorry, but I have my guy detail the car and I forgot to mention the mirror. And I look in the car and I'm like ready to cry. I'm the, it's, Spotless. There's nothing on it anywhere. I'm like, oh my God, this can't happen. This pos- can't possibly happen. So uh, that evening, I'm running around the neighborhood with the mirror off of the car and having women, neighbors, put on this red lipstick because I, I have a pretty good art eye and sight for that kind of stuff. So I thought, okay, I can... I can find somebody that matches what they looked like to me. So I had all the neighbors kissing this mirror and kissing this mirror. And as it ended up, I ended up having my wife at the time, uh, kiss it. And hers was the closest match I could get. So I, she kissed the mirror. I put it back in the next evening. I drove it up to Johnny's house and delivered the car. He said, thanks a lot, man, and nobody ever was the wiser until I first told this story a few years ago to friends and stuff. But it was like terror that you can't possibly imagine. The only thing I had to do was not get rid of the lip kiss, and I wiped it out. And then the creepy sort of thing was, or the funny thing was, I think it wasn't much longer after that that they split up. And I'm like, ooh. You know, I never heard any word from his sister, or from him or from Bill or anybody that was connected that he ever said, what the hell happened to my mirror? So I guess I pulled it off.
1: Do you think he ever wiped it off? Do you think he got rid of it?
2: I think he probably did wipe it off after he and Winona <laughs> broke up. So, he, you know, there's no going back. If he hears this podcast, he can come get me, I guess. Yeah, but, right. You know. Yeah, I don't think he would. Now it's funny. Then it wasn't very funny.
1: So you've worked on lots of cars and lots of big projects since then. Did this teach you something about working on cars and projects? And
2: Well, the only thing I can think that it really taught me was if somebody tells you not to protect something, take it away from the hands of anybody. Just put it under protection. <laughs> don't just go, ah, oh, it'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was just complete terror. I mean, I was just... So, that's now Winona... I never thought about it, Winona Ryder is going to hear yeah. this podcast and We're she's going to say, oh, thanks, you destroyed my relationship with Johnny Depp by it's wiping out fault. that lipstick. It's all your fault.
1: I think that's the name of the episode. Like, I destroyed Johnny Depp and Winona, Winona Ryder's relationship.
2: Oh, man. <laughs> then for sure they're going to hear it and then... It'll be like, we're suing you for ruining our relationship. We would end up married, but it was some other lips. And Johnny got disenchanted. You got thinking, some weird juju. Something's not right. I know. No, no.
1: <laughs> I love it. <laughs> cool. Jim, what's your favorite car that you've ever worked on? Oh, my
2: God. That's really hard. <laughs> which, which is your favorite child. Yeah. Yeah, right? Yeah, favorite child would be impossible. But uh, favorite car I've ever worked on. I don't know
1: what's a memorable one what's one that well, you're like that I've got was a hard, bunch or... of
2: memorable ones that uh, well the hardest uh one for uh Billy Idol Billy Idol I was I met his drummer I think he was his drummer now I can't even remember Beachy uh and Beachy had a 58 Chevy Impala four-door which you don't customize four doors. It's like two too many doors. But he wanted that thing chopped so bad. And it's a hard top. There's no posts or anything. It's just like a what they called a sport coupe at the time. Even with four doors there was no center post. So they're they have curved glass front and back. They're very hard to chop and get the glass to fit right and look well and and so I chopped his fifty-eight. And, uh, when it was all chopped and in primer, I took it to a super famous, famous, uh, custom guy, Gene Winfield. So he's, he saw that car and said it was the most beautiful chop he had ever seen on a 58 Chevy. And it was the first one I had ever done on a on Mm. that car. I mean, that kind of car. How cool. So (laughs) it was, it was, that was very cool working on, you know, Brian Setzer and I working on his painting, his 32 Ford together in his garage in Santa Monica in the heart of the rich area, you know, painting a car in the garage, not legal in LA at all. Uh, But the two of us doing it together, it was great. That was really fun.
1: That sounds like a really great I've had a ton
2: of cars that I've really, I mean, I enjoy cars, so it's all working on them. Uh, 32 Ford Roadster that you can see in every Iron Man movie because it was built for John Favreau. No way. The director. And it's his car in the first movie. Uh, the uh, He's sitting there on the ground with a head from the motor in his hand, and the car is sitting right here. That's the opening scene <laughs> of the first Iron Man movie. And uh, it was John's car. Huh. So that the boys had built. For him. So that was really fun to do. That's cool. And he was cool.
0: And now you know that Jim Hayes was incredibly cool. I think he may have been one of the coolest people to ever walk the face of the earth.
1: Thank you, Jim. We loved you, your stories, your family. And I can only imagine what adventures you're having now up in the big sky.
0: More All Y'all episodes are coming soon. We've got an incredible series coming up that looks at the Louisiana Hayride through what we hope is a lens that it hasn't really been explored uh, via before. Uh, Also, we're publishing a lot of incredible stuff over at StuffedAndBusted.com. That is the food and drink website that All Y'all manages and that Sarah and I create. Uh, We tell stories, we show videos, we do all sorts of fun things. So please visit StuffedAndBusted.com and sign up for our uh, email newsletter.
1: Thanks for listening and we'll visit again soon.